Dust, and welcome back to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am, as always, your dungeon master on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have Andy Latai. Finn Fisher. Nolani Stevenson. I'm Reagan Stockweather. And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. Uh-huh, um, and we are back on the Lunluma Ocean. Uh, let's do a little bit of a recap before we dive into episode 60. Uh, So, last session, the party found themselves regrouping outside of an abolith's lair, um, along with the four merfolk that you rescued who had been uh, taken in by the abolith's charm. Um, It makes it sound like he seduced them. (laughs) Well, charm, charm parentheses match. I was simply so taken in by his charm, what was I to do? Yeah. um, He made a very compelling case for murdering everyone. (laughs) Uh, you regrouped with the merfolk um, who insisted that you come with them back to the underwater metropolis of Neftis. That's what a pH. Um, you agreed since it was sort of on your way and since they told you that there were other followers of the lurker who dwelled there. Um, so you made your way to the, the great underwater city um, built into a coral reef populated mostly by merfolk and triton. Uh, you reported the abolith sighting to the guards of the city um, and then made your way over to the temple district where Finn, for the first time ever, uh, laid eyes on a house of worship devoted to his father, the Lurker in the Deep. Um, you met uh, Ta, the priest there, um, as well as Mela, who is an apprentice or acolyte of some sort. I don't know if you've fully gotten her like official title or anything like that. I gotta remember to ask for her resume. When you explained the situation to Ta, he uh, let you know that the cult of the Lurker, um, which protects the Lurker's dwelling place, is already aware of the High Priestess's presence in the Aberrant Sea and is monitoring the situation or something like that. Um, Mela is going to take you tomorrow out to where the cult of the lurker dwells um so that you can meet up with them and figure out what needs to be done um in the meantime you went out to see a little bit of neftis um making your way to the marketplace um where you were somewhat startled to see a familiar face uh as you encountered ben um who you have not seen in quite some time since the disastrous uh quote-unquote rescue from Retval's lab, um, you confronted him, um, had some bantering back and forth, uh, got some frustratingly, uh, cryptic non-answers out of him, um, before he vanished in a shimmer of light. So that's where we're picking up now. Well, well, hold on. What exactly did he look like when he vanished I'm in so a shimmer sorry. of light? <laughs> before... Finn turned him into a snail, and then that snail vanished in a shimmer of light, so that we are 100% clear on the order of events there. Um, As the snail vanishes, um, the four of you, the three of you and Mela, are standing in this the somewhat shaded corner of a pretty crowded bar. Um, There are definitely, throughout this whole confrontation, there have been people kind of sneaking glances at you. Um, As you are, like, very clearly land dwellers, um, you sort of automatically draw attention. 
And so people have already been sneaking glances at you and then the somewhat conspicuous man suddenly turning into a snail and then vanishing um, definitely drew more <laughs> attention. Um, merfolk from all over the bar are sort of looking over drinks in hand, um, no longer trying to hide the fact that they're openly gawking at whatever you guys are doing. <laughs> Snails, am I right? <laughs> they're always doing that. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone make a deception check for me. I don't think I lied. <laughs> deception. I don't think I lied either. <laughs> I, I would allow persuasion, I guess. No, I prefer deception. Deception. The deception is for there's nothing interesting happening. Uh, so that is 29 deception. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Finn, you sort of shake the snail residue off your hands um, and turn uh, and kind of wave the crowd off um, and people sort of chuckle awkwardly and like raise their glasses to you and uh, next shows at 11 <laughs> allow the situation to be diffused I do a jazz square <laughs> everybody loves a jazz square the merfolk who can't do jazz squares are very impressed um, <laughs> so demonstrate the things that can be accomplished when you have two legs they can just sort of swim in a square yeah um, Mela kind of crosses her arms and is looking between you guys and is like okay what was what was the deal there is anyone gonna Oh, yeah, in. sorry you had to see that. Uh, so there's, like, a whole other thing going on. There's this lady. We used to work for her, and now we don't. She's probably evil, maybe? Definitely oh. opposed to us. Uh, she's trying to seize godhood, and that guy works oh. for her. Okay, so that was, like, an ex-co-worker? Yeah, you could say that. Uh, Do you turn all your ex-co-workers into snails? Absolutely not. No, just him. <laughs> Depends how bad they piss us off. Mm. Okay. She's she's goes back to sort of like looking at the spot where Ben was with a sort of furrowed brow. Don't worry about it, Mella. You'll be fine. I didn't like disintegrate him though. That was something else. Someone else teleported him away. Yeah, I could kind of tell by his like monologuing at the end there that there was something going on. Oh yeah, true. He's not the most subtle. No. Um. Okay. Well, now that we've dealt with that, I guess. Um. Do you guys? Good work, everyone. Do you guys like need anything around in the market before we set off on this journey? Nope. Hey, Mal, how are we on healing potions? Uh, I think we probably could use more. I do not have any healing potions. I do have drugs, though. Oh. If we have money, we could use more, but I'm not sure how we are on money either. I have ninety gold. I have 143 gold, and then I think we have $400 worth of valuables. Mm. Oh, yeah, we never pawned all that stuff. Yeah. And hey, maybe down here they're like rare artifacts from the surface. Or maybe down here it's just like, oh, yeah, I passed 10 of those rocks a day. Well, where did you get these valuables? Do you happen to remember? It was from the chest on the Solomon's Cove. Mm, got it. I grab, I grab like a ruby from the stash <laughs> and hold it up to Mela. Hey, what does this evoke in you? <laughs> Uh, special? Not special? It's a it's a ruby. Okay. We do like know what gemstones are. Well, I just mean like, are they as rare down here as they are up there? Oh yeah, like if you sold them to someone, yeah, they're pretty valuable. Oh, perfect. Because they're like surface, <laughs> especially because like surface gems, like pearls. Aha, we've got a I lot said. of those down here, but you know, rocks and stuff like that, we you have to go up or trade with someone from the surface, and it's a pain. Let's see. There you go. Reagan, do you have any money left? Nar. 
Alright. I think he spent it all on drugs. Alright. I spent it all on drugs, tattoos, and brass nuggles. <laughs> Alright. So, do you guys want to do any, uh... Is there any supplies or healing potions or anything else that you want to try and pick up in the marketplace? Uh, yeah, I think we should get some healing items. Yeah. You guys can take some time and sell sell the gemstones and stuff that you have. So you have a total of whatever, 143 plus 90 plus 400. I don't get an, we don't get a little extra value out of these being imported. Uh, you can make me a persuasion check. Rare and precious treasures from the surface world. 19. Okay. Yeah, Finn, you you spin your charm and argue that these are, are rare and precious artifacts from the surface world. And they are, like, there's some truth in it, for sure. Um, and you manage to, like, find a, a less savvy merchant who doesn't do as much, like, business with the surface world and get him to give you 450 if you want to sell all of it, if you want to keep any of it in. The advantage of keeping gems instead of gold is that it's easier to carry around. Yeah. And also, I will say, down here, like, Neftis appears to have a different system of currency going on yeah. than what you're used to on the surface. Um, mm -hmm. So you're having to deal with, like, exchanging surface money for... But if you sell your gems, then you can get it in, like... For sand dollars. Yeah, like sand dollars, sure. Um, then you could get it in, in Neftis currency and then turn around and spend that on healing potions. Mm. Are there any diamonds? If so, we should reserve diamonds. But otherwise, I'm not pressed about selling shit off. Oh, for sure. I mean, you have, like, spell components that can be used in place of diamonds for Revivify. Um, otherwise, ah. I'll say probably out of the 400 uh, gems, like, 100 of them would be diamonds specifically. So if you want to hold on to those, you can. But it's not enough for a whole Revivify with just those gems. Because you need 300 gold pieces worth of diamonds for a vivify. If there are any particularly, like, sexy and good-looking gems that are particularly entrancing, I'm going to take that one. Yeah, for sure. What what counts as Hang sexy on. and entrancing to Reagan? Probably something like Tiger's Eye. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you've you found a tiger's eye like when you guys at some point while the while the treasure chest was on matte black, you went through and found the yes. tiger's eye and pulled it out. And I put my little fingies in it. Mm -hmm. Ah, he's building his hoard. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up about my hoard! I don't have a hoard. Hey, just because your hoard is small, it's nothing to be ashamed of, Reagan. You've gone through this. <laughs> oh, you don't have a hoard. Got to start somewhere. Shut up. Um, cool. So healing potions down here um, are not liquid. They're like little like gummies that you eat because having to like- Edibles? <laughs> having to like uncork a healing potion and like get the liquid into your mouth um, while you're underwater is inconvenient. Um, and so people seem to have, the healing potion crafters down here seem to have innovated by making them- edible instead. Uh, there's no mechanical difference. That's just so everyone's picturing it correctly. You can get the common 2d4 plus 2 ones for 50 gold pieces. 4d4 plus 4, the greater healing potions, are uh, 100. And then uh, superior, which is 8d4 plus 8, are 150. So... Because we have healing resources, so maybe just a couple of the greater... Okay. I trust your judgment. Or would we rather have, like, some of the littler ones just to be able to pop each other up if we need to? What about two of the greater and then, like, one common? Yeah, sounds good to me. Just to have. 
Hell yeah, brother. Cool. I will keep the common on my person, just so that should Malachi go down, you may simply pour it into his throat. All right, so let's get two greater healing potions and then one common. Yeah. Awesome. We fork over the money. Um, and you split those up. You give the common to Malachi and then one each of the graders to Finn and Reagan. Is that what happens? I think so. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you guys do your shopping, get your little healing potions. Um, is there anything else that you want to do or anything like that? Or are you ready to go back to the temple, go to sleep? Is there anywhere that has like little Neftis keychains or fridge magnets <laughs> that I could just get? Yeah, do they have cute little souvenir shops? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can get little like, um, yeah, a, a little keychain with a kind of like cartoony depiction of the city with the sort of like gleaming white palace behind it all and Perfect. a bunch of little fish. There's like little like dangly things with fish and one of those giant spider crabs dangling from the bottom of it. Yeah. Hell yes. I buy that. Awesome. Wow. I can't wait to have keys someday. Do they have any cute little, like, stress ball squishy toys, like a jellyfish or something? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's, like, a All little right. a little jelly. Like a little jellyfish where if you squeeze it, like, its tentacles flare out or something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Malachi gets one of those. Cool. Well, that thing's not going to last a week. <laughs> Cool, you guys. I'll be, I can be gentle. <laughs> you get your supplies and your souvenirs. Reagan, did you want anything? No, I'm good. Thanks, though. You uh, head back to the Temple of the Lurker. At which point, Reagan empties out his pockets and shows you all of the stickers he shoplifted. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Impressive that they have stickers underwater. I know. That's why I had to take them. Um, make your way back to the Temple of the Lurker. Um, you do, like, as you approach the temple, um, you run into, like, a few merfolk coming out who greet Mela as kind of like, ah, uh, uh, hello, Mela, like they know her. And Mela goes, this is Finn Fisher, son of the Lurker in the Deep. And they're all like, oh, wow. And, Greetings. Like, very, like, excitedly shake your hand, Finn. I shake him right back. Elastic blessings upon you all. And this this older merfolk lady gives what like is sort of a curtsy, although she's a mermaid, so it's a little hard to tell um, exactly what's happening. Um, but they're like very very excited and starstruck to see you. And I am loving it. And then eventually Mela kind of like pushes you guys into the temple and is like, okay, goodbye. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you are back in the sort of muted darkness with the singular green flame ah. that is the lurker's temple um ta comes out um and ushers you all to the sort of like guest room essentially of the temple um the way that temples will have uh places for people to sleep um as we mentioned last episode there aren't any real like beds there's just sort of like pockets of water where you can see that there's some sort of like artificial current being created that sort of like keeps you in one place so you don't just drift away so it's like <laughs> you just sort of go into that patch of water and then either like lie down like horizontally or just sort of float there vertically and go to sleep Ugh. and there's there's like room in here for all of you although it is probably pretty disconcerting Ah, Malachi's got a vice grip on Finn. Now this is going to be a good night's sleep. Reagan's back feels better than it has in decades. Awesome. Um, and you are all able to long rest, so go ahead and... Uh, yeah. 
Uh, so two things. One, uh, as we're lying in bed before I drift off to sleep, <laughs> I do want to take out the book about the lurker that I stole from Solaris mm. a while back. Uh, and I will use shape water to create like a pocket of air around yeah. it so it doesn't instantly get disintegrated <laughs> yeah. when I take it out. Yep, for sure. And I just want, I'm really excited. I got the lurker on my mind even more so than usual. And I just want to spend a little time flipping through this book, see if there's anything interesting to learn. Yeah. Before my big audience. I don't know. You can make just a, a straight up religion check to see if there's anything interesting that you don't already know. Eight. Yeah, you you're just sort of like reading, and you've you've like looked through this book at various points in the past. So it's mostly stuff that you already knew, or it's stuff that like the author is writing about, like oh, the lurker in the deep, like is said to live somewhere in the formless depths of the aberrant sea, and you're like, yeah, I know that. Um, or it's like <laughs> you know associated with darkness and tentacles, and you're like, I know that also. Um, but it is nice to just sort of like be reading over, and it's crazy this this academic text written from the perspective of a surface dweller who's like pretty sure that the lurker in the deep is real um but not really whether he should be treated as a god or like how powerful he is or how real or like corporeal he is um to be reading about that while you're like in this temple with this pervasive hum underneath you ah okay nice Cool. Just good, good little, little before bed reading. Also, throughout the night, if any of you guys wake up, you can hear Finn snoring, but it sounds like. <laughs> I elbow Finn in the ribs. Oi, you're making Eldridge pronouncements again. Stop. Finn, this is really not adding to my ambiance here. Or rather, it is in a very negative way. <laughs> you look at Finn, and he's floating a little further up above the little current bed than either of you are, and his back is sort of arched and his arms outstretched. And he does not seem to hear you. He's sleeping very peacefully. Hmm. I lean over and I slap a breathe rate nose strip on him. Oh, gosh, <laughs> um, Nurkrab, by the way, uh, Nurkrab is usually pretty unwilling to leave Finn's side, but seems to be, like, more comfortable in this temple, and so keeps, like, going out and scuttering around the rest of the temple. Like, he's <laughs> he spends a long time kind of, like, perched at the edge of that green flame, like, staring into it. Um, he, like, goes out and, like, seems to be looking at the, like, shifting, obscured murals on the wall. Like, he's like looking at them just generally keeps exploring like a contented cat and then coming back to float in the room with you guys again does he pinch any ankles um probably just your ankles malachi ah! <laughs> but affectionately this is why they should make armor that covers your ankles <laughs> do they not malachi's ass been running around in capri armor this whole time <laughs> It's like, you know, those jeans that have like the silly little triangle cut out. My belows it. It covers everything but the tendon, <laughs> the very bottom. Cool. Let me know when you're done long resting and I will keep talking. Uh, give us uh, seven hours and 58 minutes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what wakes you up is that the hum gets like louder, like it's like a alarm <laughs> um, or something. Um, you also probably hear like bells ringing throughout the city, uh, like from the other temples um, and just generally, and you would have noticed this while going through Neftis that like, because it is at the the bottom of the ocean here and there aren't a lot of like natural clues as to what time it is there's lots of like clocks all over the place there also are lots of like lights in the streets that seem to be set to be like dimmer at night and brighter during the day kind of mimicking the normal rhythms of the sun that are presumably happening above you although you haven't seen them in several days at this point weird that you felt the need to specify there (laughs) Yeah, just don't get too comfortable about what the sun is doing. You haven't seen it. (laughs) Just want to make sure. (laughs) Um, You guys uh, go back out into the main room of the temple. Uh, Mela is there looking like ready for travel. She has like a little, you know, waterproof backpack. Um, (laughs) Does she have things that can't get wet in her backpack? (laughs) How did she get them in there? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Finn feels more refreshed than he has ever in his life. Yeah. uh, Ta gives you guys breakfast and is like, again, such an honor to have the son of the lurker and the son of the lurker's friends here uh, in in my temple. I do hope that once you have vanquished this evil that threatens our great denizen of the deep, uh, that you will uh, return here. We'll have a, a feast Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Just uh, no no seafood. Hmm. I'm sure we can figure something out. How do you feel about seaweed? Oh, totally good. Yeah, plants are fine. Okay. Certainly, certainly. Then we talked about this. Listen, Malachi, I'm just saying I don't want to eat fish at my feast, all right? <laughs> Isn't it your father's feast? Uh-huh. He doesn't really eat food in the conventional sense. Have you ever seen your father not eat food, Findrew? <laughs> you know I've never seen my father. <laughs> Um, Ta shakes all of your hands, shakes Finn's hand for, like, too long, um, shakes Nurkrab's claw, and you guys can set out. Um. As we're walking out of the temple, Finn is saying to Mela, and then I was like, you better hope that story checks out, and bam, he was a snail. (laughs) She she was there, right? No, this is the first time. I'm telling her about Retval's lab. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, she is, like, very interested in the story and keeps, like, she keeps, like, interrupting you to, uh, ask about very minor details. Like, okay, wait, so there was a storm? Like, describe to me, describe to me what it's like when water falls from the sky and there isn't water, like, all around you, but it falls from the sky. Oh, it's great, because usually there's, like, no water in the air, but then at least it's, like, 50% water. Wow, what is it? What is it like? Just when imagine if there. Imagine just like a constant current coming down at you. Oh wow! Well, let me be clear. There certainly is usually water in the air. Mm. That's how I get rust. Yeah, I'm sorry. You get rust? Are you gonna rust down here? It's called humidity. <laughs> oh yeah, you oiled. You oiled this morning, right, Malachi? Yes, I oiled this morning. Who do you think I am? Okay. All right, just checking. <laughs> it formed a little cloud around you in the water. Do I ask you if you take a piss every morning, Findrew? Finjamin, <laughs> whatever your full name is. I mean, sometimes. Not every morning, but... Not a- Well, maybe I should, because we always have to stop. <laughs> hey, Mella. Yeah? Nice to meet you. I'm Reagan. Uh, hi, I- we must... Surely you introduced yourself at some point yesterday. <laughs> I whispered to Reagan, you met yesterday. 
I, uh, I give her a nice, firm, warm handshake that turns into a kiss on the back of the hand. Mm. Wow. Um, she looks at it and then it's like, kind of like looks at Finn and looks at Malachi and it's like, is this, don't like, does everybody on the surface do this all the time? Nope, don't worry. No. Oh. He's just like this sometimes. Depends where you're from. Oh, where are you from? Well, darling, I'm from the great kingdom of Erebrer, which uh, oh. is the northernmost bastion of yeah. uh, of freedom from the Empire. Yeah, no, I've heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, lots of really unique aquatic life up there. You know, like harbor seals. Oh. They look adorable, but they're deadly <gasps> little killing machines. Oh, we don't, yeah, seals don't come down this deep, so I am not really familiar with them. Well, hey. Let's say you uh, come up north and visit sometime and get to know some of the local fauna. Reagan? Reagan? Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to travel to the surface. Reagan, please don't hit on my acolyte. Reagan, you can't steal Finn's like one girl who he's kind of making a connection with. Um, she has a higher calling in this life than you could ever understand. She's a teen. You guys travel out of Neftis um, through the elaborate gates. The guards nod to you as you pass um, out the other side of the city from where you entered yesterday and begin to swim away from it through the depths of the aberrant sea. Um, Yeah, Mela explains that uh, it'll take a few hours to get there, probably like five or six. Um, She points out some landmarks that you can kind of know where you're going by. There also is, like, around Neftis, there are, like, roads-ish that are more, like, markings on the seafloor that just kind of show people where to go. Like, big arrows, essentially, um, pointing toward the city um, so that people who are traveling from elsewhere can navigate to it. Um, But it doesn't take very long after you've left the city before the sort of blackness of the deep ocean kind of swallows and surrounds you again and you lose... You lose track of the civilization behind you. So, uh... And so then we looked up and there was this, like, huge giant guy in the middle of the cloud. And then he <gasps> reached down, he and Reagan zapped each other, and he just, like, tossed us. <gasps> oh my goodness, were you okay? Oh yeah. Oh. Surprisingly, completely unharmed. Wow, <laughs> lots of times when the, like, giant creatures down here, um, you know, toss you places, generally you don't come out of that okay. Well, we've met some of those giant creatures down here, and we've been fine so far. Yeah, probably because Finn is like, you know, a princeling of the depths or whatever. Yeah, although surprisingly, there have been some sort of churlish denizens of the deep down here. I gotta say. Oh, they weren't too respectful of Finn at all. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The, I mean, the lurker is like, he's, he's, his uh, majesty is not necessarily appreciated by every uh, depth dweller down here, as I'm sure. I mean, how do people on the surface feel about him? Uh, generally negative, I've found. Mm, yeah. Apparently they're not too crazy about, uh, you know, destroying ships, that sort of thing. Mm, yeah, I bet they probably would not be. Um, yeah, they just don't get how cool it is. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole, like, the destroying things, you know, like I said, it's a little bit of a, um, a a sore spot amongst the, uh, cultists. Mm. The cultists who live on the island and those of us who follow him in the city. Um, 
in terms of like how much destruction we want to encourage and versus like mm. you know when maybe destruction is a bad thing um the people who are uh who are in charge over on the island right now are less big on the um you know like sacrifices and shit like that mm, okay noted so the lurker alkalites are allowed to say shit um you guys can make an insight check actually <laughs> whether she's allowed to say shit malika i think you're allowed to say shit the keeper never said anything about profanity i didn't i'm not talking about me Seven. Am I also doing that? Yeah, are we all? If you're paying attention, yeah. Anyone who's no, I'm not. paying attention to this conversation, okay. Yeah, uh, insight, that's gonna be a 19. Okay. Um, Finn, you're not entirely, you can hear that she's somewhat hesitant, but you can't totally pick up on why. Malachi, as you sort of say that about her being allowed to say shit, um, you, uh, can see that she's kind of, like, testing how you guys feel and especially like testing how Finn feels like sort of trying to figure out like, is he like extremely pro destroying everything? Like, is he going to kind of, or, and there seems to be, I think with a 19, you also get, she's, she's just trying to figure out what Finn's deal is and if he's going to try to like take over everything. And now that he's here and is the Mm. prince, like there's a, she's definitely sizing you guys and Finn specifically up. And is is being very careful about the way she speaks. Not careful enough, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, far as I'm concerned, Aglides can say all seven of the words. <laughs> Can't say them on TV, but you can say them under the sea. On what? <laughs> Great, yeah, I'll start spreading that slogan around to the other acolytes. <laughs> it's good to know where we stand. The lurker himself isn't so good with like clear instructions about swear words. Mm. So, or a lot of things. Do you guys have any weird swear words that we don't know about down here? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, how's the meta advance down here? Yeah, for sure. She starts listing off curses in Aquin. Um, <laughs> Huh. Yeah, that's a good one. A lot of like derogatory words about being from above the surface um, and not being from the bottom of the ocean. Malachi's like nodding along, trying not to look offended every time <laughs> she says something that involves a pejorative form of like dirt or land or earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so tell us a little bit about uh, the like structure of of. We've been tossing around the word acolyte a lot, and I'm gonna be uh, you know. May- I know what that is, but I don't think Malachi does. Um, I use... Whatever. What does Acolyte mean? You know, what's your role? What do you like to do for fun? Do you enjoy, you know, long walks along the seafloor? Well, I have a tail, so I don't walk. So swims. (laughs) Um, You're quick. I whisper to Malachi, so does he just not remember having this conversation yesterday? Uh, uh, Um, well, so I... You did give him the strongest grain liquor you could find. Uh, Mela is like, basically, so I, um, a few years ago was like, wow, I've got to do something interesting with my life. And so I sort of, you know, went to all the temples and was like, what are the gods down here like? Um, and then I walked into the lurkers temple and I was like, wow, there is, uh, definitely power here. And I'm very interested in that. And so I talked to Ta and I was like, hey, uh, what 
is happening here? And he was like, oh, you know, the lurker in the deep. And of course, you know, you grow up hearing stories about the lurker in the deep, obviously. Um, but he's kind of like scary. And I don't know, maybe I was going through a little bit of an alternative phase. Um, <laughs> but I, I was really drawn to it. And then it stuck. I, I mean, I really like that I can do like little bits of magic now. And um, the cult of the lurker out, out on the island, I mean, they're really, a lot of them are really cool. So some people in Neftis think it's kind of um, weird, like, oh, like, you're not supposed to worship the Lurker. He's a scary story. You're not supposed to, like, follow him. Um, but a lot of us, you know, think that, you know, power is power and the scary parts of the ocean are part of the ocean, too. I high five her. Yeah, it makes a weird, like, a, a weird splashing noise because you're underwater. <laughs> um, you guys keep swimming for another couple of hours. Um, you don't see very much that's interesting. Um, you see sometimes, like, giant fish that sail past you, um, schools of fish that look like one creature from a distance, but as they get closer and kind of pass around you are actually made up of millions of smaller fish all grouped together. Um, the... Water around you is cold and sort of uh, has has that very the the aberrant sea, the water of the aberrant sea feels very full, if that makes sense. Like there's almost a, a staticky feeling to it. And I think Finn feels this most pronounced, Ooh. but all of you have like enough connections with magic and with higher beings to just sort of recognize that the the water around you is is charged with magic out here in a way that it isn't in the Western Sea. Um, you are, are pondering that um, and are, are swimming along. And after about like an hour and a half to close to two hours after you left Neftis, um, all of a sudden, uh, the water around you starts to get very hot. And it starts slowly. At first, you're kind of like, oh, like we've just swum into a warmer patch of water, like when we swum through that weird jelly stuff the other day. But it, it starts out just kind of warm, and then it, it gets hotter and hotter until it's becoming uncomfortable. And Mela is looking around like, this is weird. This is not supposed to, we are not supposed to hit um. this. This, something is going on. Huh. God damn it. So this isn't something like the cult set up no. as like a protective barrier? Yeah, no, that wouldn't, we're too far away for any of that yet. And this is like, sometimes there's weird things in the aberrancy, but I've, I've been trying to take us around them. This is, um, there's something wrong here. Thing, can you detect magic? Yeah, I'm going to detect magic. Perfect. Take a look around. Um, you detect magic, uh, you immediately can tell that there is a, like, evocation magic effect happening around you. Um, and not only that, I think you can tell that this is not, like, an ambient thing that you stumbled into. It seems like the water around you is being heated deliberately. Bubbles are starting to kind of, like, rise toward the surface above you. Well, someone's definitely doing this to us. Um, I'll toss out a Dispel Magic. Okay. You cast Dispel Magic. Um, the water around you guys in this little, like, pocket, um, kind of stills and gets cool again, or at least gets bearable. But you can tell that it is, like, 
that you just temporarily suppressed whatever is going on and you're still kind of surrounded by this, um, getting like faster and faster. Um, and Mela goes, we should surface like we should whatever's doing this I don't see anything around down here and this is we're gonna we should we should go up is that good advice uh make a insight if you want to figure it out with wisdom or investigation if you want to figure it out with intelligence 18 insight Okay. She's definitely not trying to trick you or anything like that. She seems vaguely panicky. Um, I mean, there's other things you could do as well. Um, but like, if the water is the problem, then being not entirely submerged in water as a sound idea does seem like something. And it was like a gradual thing, so we couldn't just go back like 30 feet to before it got hot, right? Right. You can see, and, and if as you move, like if you try to move, it seems like the pocket of hot water is moving with you. Uh, all right. I mean, loath as I am to not be completely submerged, I guess we could try that. How how deep are we though? Like, do we? How long is that gonna take? You you are you're pretty deep. Um, but it is faster to kind of like go up than it is to go sideways. Um, especially like the the bubbles around you seem to be kind of rising toward the surface. So it'll take like you know maybe a minute or a couple of minutes if you guys just swim straight up, but it won't it won't take like an hour or something like that. Oh, okay. And I want to start like patting myself down and searching myself and also like looking at Finn and uh, Reagan to see if there's anything on our person that isn't normally on our person. Like if someone planted something? Yeah, like- Oh, interesting. Probably not the case based on your reaction, but like if yeah, Ben had no. like <laughs> left something behind for like them to target us or something, it. yeah. Very smart and cool idea. Not what's happening. You, you right, don't cool. find anything like that. Although it would be cool if it, you had. Um, but you guys start to head up to the surface. And as you do, Finn, you still have Detect Magic up. Um, you realize that the effect... It's not that it's getting stronger as you get closer to the surface, but like you can tell that the magic is coming, like whatever made this happen is coming from above the water rather than from below and around you down here. Um, Reagan's little dispel magic bubble prevents you from taking damage, I will say, even as the water around you gets hot enough to be boiling. I use, as we're rising, I use shape water to try to equalize the pressure so Reagan doesn't get the bends. <laughs> Great. Yeah, uh, Finn, Finn neutralizes the bends from happening. Um, I feel like we definitely did have a conversation establishing specifically that the bends yeah. do not exist in the Luma Ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. But I appreciate the thought. Finn's making sure. Um, Just imagine if there was some sort of uh, internal problem that could be caused by this rapid ascent. Just in case, <laughs> I'm going to do this. That'd be fucked up. Also, everyone get ready, because we're getting closer to the source of whatever this is. It's up there at the top. Rosalia, do we think? Or adventurer. Or someone with a really big magnifying glass. Hannah, I would like to be, like, looking up for, you know, the silhouette of a ship or anything such of that manner. Yeah, make a perception check for me as you get uh, closer to the surface. Can I also make that? Sure. Yeah, me too. Eight. Mm. <laughs> Ten. Nineteen. Wow. Okay. Um, none of you see... Um, even with your eight, um, you don't see a ship 
and you're sure that you would, like if there was a ship on the water, you would see it mm -hmm. and you don't. Um, Finn, you're the only one who spots that there is something in the air above the water, um, but you don't see the silhouette of like an airship. It looks more like a person who is flying or hovering, mm. um, just like a little bit above the, the water. This Maelstrom cult, I swear to God. Um, anything you'd like to do before you surface? Uh, there's, there's someone up there flying. Uh, I'm going to cast mage armor on myself as we're swimming. Okay. Um, but Finn, as you cast major ar armor on yourself, you like touch your chest and there's this, what does your mage armor look like again? Just sort of like a sheen of water around me. Yeah, so like a, a sheen of, of different looking water um, around the, the water that's around you. Um, you see, Mela actually does the same thing. She also casts mage armor on herself um, and ah. there is like a shimmer of water that nice. surrounds her. I high five her again. <laughs> she hi high fives you, although it's a lot more tense this time because she's very worried about whatever the situation is. <laughs> she also has a little spear, by the way, like a, a hunting spear that looks like the ones that the other merfolk had. I point at my spear and I'm like, ah, ah, <laughs> and high five again. <laughs> she high fives you again. I am deeply ashamed about this one, though. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> you said we could tell whoever the figure was was floating. Yeah, there definitely seems to be. In the air. F Finn can see that something is floating above the surface of the water that looks like a person size. Could we see, like, are there wings or are they just floating? <laughs> I think you can't see with that much precision as you're below the ocean going up. And yeah. what is the approximate uh, distance from us to them at this time? I think Finn, Finn rolled high enough that I think he can tell that this particular figure is probably pretty close to the surface of the water, like probably no more than 10 feet above the surface of the water. Oh, okay, perfect. And how far are we from the surface of the water? You are rocketing up. So if you want to do something, time is fluid. Great. If you want to do something when you get within 60 feet, feel free. And so is water. Um, wow. Within like um, 75 feet mm -hmm. or maybe even 60 feet, I'm going to cast lightning bolt. Okay. Whoa. Um, cool. In that case, I will let you do that, and then we will roll initiative when you surface, which was the yes. plan. I am surprise attacking. I am shooting first and asking questions later. Yeah. Um, I will roll uh, a dexterity save for this one. Uh, Nani, go ahead and roll me just a luck check. 12. Okay. Um, cool. With a 12, I'm going to say you're you're just hitting this one. Um, a statement that will make more sense when you surface and I describe mm. the situation. Uh -oh. Um but they do fail the dexterity save, so go ahead and uh, roll your damage. Grand. I am ready to Eldritch Blast. I'm also going to prepare the action of shouting, Maelstrom Cult sucks when we surface, <laughs> in case it's them. Uh, 32 lightning damage, please, Hannah. Awesome. I think I should like to cast Bless while we're on our way up. Okay. And the three creatures, I suppose, will be Mela... Regan Finn, just in case we get separated. Okay. You do that as as you're rising. Um, I'll tell you, since I usually tell you your allies, Mela has 45 hit points. Cool. Um, you guys rocket toward the surface, um, protected by the remnants of Regan's spell um, as the water around you continues to boil. Um, as Finn spots this figure hovering above the water and points it out, Regan immediately shoots a bolt of lightning that oh, cuts okay. up through the water um, and 
explodes out. You see the water sort of shower out around it um, as this lightning bolt uh, goes up into the sky, uh, sort of a reverse of what lightning usually does. Um, and you, <laughs> uh-huh. you feel I it. I subverted expectations. You feel it directly impact that figure who sort of spins off to the side as you guys finally break the surface of the water. And for the first time, see what the aberrant sea looks like from above. Um, The water is a, like, a deep churning indigo, a lot of purple in it. This, um, like, wine-dark sea, one could say. Um, These deep blues and purples and blacks, almost. Um, The surface of the water is, like calmer than most seas you've been in. Not as like placid as the lightless sea, but certainly not as tumultuous as the Sea of Storms or even the Western Sea in most places. Um, the sky above you is uh, overcast. There's there's uh, cloud cover, although it is not raining or anything like that. Um, and the clouds have a... Uh, an odd look to them um, Mm. that you can't entirely place exactly what's going on, especially because your attention is immediately drawn by the figures who are hovering. You see that there are five figures hovering between the surface of the water and the clouds far above you. All five of them are wearing the blue robes that you recognize from your days way back in the Bluefin Tropical Resort. Mm. Um, Oh, these guys, jeez. All five of them are hovering with no sign of exactly how the hovering is happening. Um, I whispered everyone else, I bet it's some kind of magic. <laughs> you see, the one the, the one that's closest to you, the one that Reagan hit with the lightning, is a, a bald man um, who actually has, they're not wearing masks. When they were at the Bluefin Tropical Resort, they all had these masks. They're not wearing those now. Was um, he bald before the lightning? He was bald before the lightning, yes. Although you see he has like a a mustache and a little goatee that looks slightly singed. Um, (laughs) He also has uh, red skin and you can see that he, that like as he got hit with the lightning and as he's like reeling from it, um, the water around you kind of like cools down slightly Mm. for a second and then goes right back to being as hot as it was before. Mm. The other figures, um, three of them just look like kind of normal looking cultists that you don't recognize. Um, just like wearing these robes and looking down at <laughs> Nothing you. Nothing like a normal looking cultist. Oh yeah, standard stuff. The fifth, however, you do recognize. Um, she has blue skin um, and a very smug looking expression. Ah, this, uh, this seems to be the, the cult leader that you had a run in with uh, way back during the Bluefin Tropical Resort arc um, and who escaped wow. in a like spray of ozone. The blue skinned bitch. Um, from where she was being held in the resorts, like locked in an office, if I remember correctly. You know, the resort dungeon that all resorts have. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the very secure resort dungeon that clearly couldn't hold uh, her. Um, and she is hovering up like a little bit above 
the rest of them. Um, probably like 60 feet above, uh, she's smart enough to be 65 feet above the surface of the water. <laughs> Damn. Um, and uh, yeah, that is who you see looking at you with murderous intent. Uh, everyone can go ahead and roll initiative. All right. <laughs> Nat 20! Wow. 18. I'm so ready to shout at them. Two. (laughs) Finn, what does that get you total? 23. And what about Nerd Crab? Uh, Five. Okay. Um, Finn, you are the first to act. All right. So here's what I want to do, which is I want to pour on the speed and not slow down at all as I'm approaching the surface, so I can just, Uh like, leap out of the surface like a whale breaching. (laughs) Sure. So I do that. I rock it up into the air, and I shout, Maelstrom Cult sucks! (laughs) (laughs) And then I want to activate my magic tentacle tattoo. Ooh. And suddenly just shoot out these magic black tentacles from my arm and wrap them around the guy who Reagan hit with the lightning bolt, who seems to be casting the spell. Okay, cool. So uh, you can do that. Um, At the top of your turn, I do also, I need you to take um, two fire damage from the water around you. Yeah. What about Reagan's protection? Reagan's protection kept you from from taking damage on the way up here, which Mm -hmm. you were supposed to do. It's in my notes and everything. (laughs) So, but now that you're here and in combat, the boiling sea is going to have ambient effects. So he needs to make a strength save. Oh, okay. Um, Hopefully he's a weak little mage. Mm, that's a nine. Haha, <laughs> he fails. So what that means is he is now grappled by me and he takes 3d6 force damage. Nice. Okay. Um, you see, he's like very buff. And as you like reach out with the tentacles, he starts to say something about how he's too strong, too strong for the sea. Um, but then just is too busy taunting you and you're able to get the tentacles wrapped around his ankle. What? I couldn't hear you over me shouting at you. Get his ass. So he takes nine damage. Okay. And then because he's grappled, as I hit the sort of the apex of my breach and fall back down to the water, can I pull him down into the water with me? Um, you can. Um, you, Finn, make an athletics check for me with advantage because you're in your your water home turf for just for how high you're able to leap to see if you can pull him all the way down to the water or if you can just sort of like pull him closer. While he's doing that, I would be remiss if I don't at least ask. The Boiling Sea is a spell that this guy's casting, right? Um, it is not a spell so much as like a magical effect. We don't get resistance to the damage. I think no. It is it is not spell damage. Like aura of warding has to very specifically be spell damage. Okay. 14 on the athletics. 14. Okay. Um I said that he was 10 feet above the surface of the water, so I will say that you're able to like breach at least 5 feet up. Um <laughs> so you the tentacle wraps around him um and you drag him down so that he is now hovering just like 5 feet above the surface of the water, which means that if people want to get to him with melee attacks, they can mm. do so. Nice. I'm going to make a concentration check for him as well which he passes, uh, the sea continues to boil. Um, anything else you want to do with your turn, Finn? Now I'm going to summon my other tentacle. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and this tentacle is going to just pop up in like the middle of all the other guys who are still hovering higher up okay. and smack one of them. 15 to hit. Um, that does hit, yes. 
And that does one damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> he gets lightly tapped by a tentacle. Okay. Um, that is the cultist's turns. That was a warning tap. <laughs> I say just before I vanish back beneath the waves. Um, one of the cultists, the one who just got slapped by your tentacle, points down at you, Finn. Um, and in a magically magnified voice just says, drop. Um, I need you oh. to give me a wisdom saving throw, Finn. You had a d4 and also the plus four from my aura. 21. Okay, cool. Um, you you pass your save against command, no problem. Malachi shouts, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, no. Awesome. I guess I appreciate you using your words. <laughs> Just choose better ones next time. The second one is going to try a different tactic to achieve a similar result and it's just mm. going to try casting a hold person on you Finn um, so I need another wisdom saving throw this time there's no words involved you're just getting held you still get your bonuses though yeah you still get the same bonuses is hold 25 okay cool <laughs> yeah you continue to be so fine um, you you feel the uh, the command and then your your muscles very briefly start to lock up but you just shove it off. I shout at that one, try using your words next time. <laughs> and I am shouting all of this from just underneath the surface of the water. He's in his element, <laughs> buddy. Don't even bother. Um, the third one is just going to, to do some attacking. Um, so Finn, are you actually like how far below the surface of the water are you? Uh, you tell me. Because basically, I, in my imagination, my goal was to pull this guy who I have grappled down into the water with me. So yeah, I would go as far as my movement allows. Okay. Yeah, so he's like right at the surface of the water and you're 15 feet underwater. Um, cool. So in that case, this is going to target, I think, well, they probably don't know that Reagan's the one who shot lightning. So I guess they're, they're going to target Malachi. So Malachi, I need a dexterity saving throw from you. Oh, come on. With the assistance of mine own aura, that is a nine. <laughs> okay. Um, so you take uh, nine radiant damage. It's a spell though, right? It is a spell, yes. So nine, nine damage halved from from this this beam of radiant light uh, that cuts down from one of the clouds. Hey, who said you could use that? Um, and then a glowing ball. That's my thing. Malachi, just make their spells not work on you. That's what I did. It was easy. Um, a glowing ball of lightning appears uh, above the water right next to you and attempts to slam into you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I took radiant damage and now I'm going to be attacked by lightning? Are you trying to claim a monopoly on all radiant damage? Well, why do you get both? Some of us are multi-talented. <laughs> That's a 21 to hit you. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry for rolling well. <laughs> Some crimes can never be forgiven. You gotta do it sometimes, I guess. Seven force damage. This is also halved. Okay, so three. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is the cultists. Uh, Reagan, that is your turn. Okay, grand. Um, and you said Miss Binch is 65 feet above the surface? Correct. I am literally directly under the surface. Like, <laughs> like, you ever, like, 
be underwater. Be directly under the surface of something. <laughs> yeah. All the time, dude. Rarely. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to cast another lightning bolt at her. Okay. Specifically. Um, you can angle it so that you hit uh, one of the cultists as well. I would and love in fact, to. Frankly, I think you can probably angle it so that you hit the red guy if you go like right under the surface and angle it up. Yeah. Like and there I should be a line so. you can draw between the red guy and a cultist and the blue bitch, um, as I recall us calling her in episode Grand. three yes. or whatever. I, I'm um, referring back to the session we fought these guys last when we were level two, and uh, uh-huh. uh, and she's referred to as solely blue bitch. Cool. So. I will roll um, some dexterity saving throws. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. The red guy and the cultist both fail. Careful, don't singe my tentacle. Ah, we rolled like shit. 21 damage, please. Okay. Uh, The cultist immediately looks so hurt. Um, You blast him with lightning and he is uh, very injured. Um, The red guy um, also looks quite hurt but manages to maintain concentration. Um, oh yeah, Reagan, I need you to take five fire damage from being in the sea as it is boiling. Nothing. Blue bitch, however, you see this lightning bolt streak through these two figures and hit her like right at the apex of the bolt. And as as the smoke clears and as the electricity uh, sizzles out of the air, um, she looks entirely unharmed. This is, like, new. I don't know if you hit her with lightning in the last battle, um, but she at least seems to have gotten stronger between then and now. That's not fair. Only we're supposed to level up. (laughs) And she just sort of smirks down at you as the lightning dissipates around her. Does it look like it just fully, like, didn't touch her or, like, it hit her but it wasn't a problem? Fully didn't touch her. Okay. She took zero damage from that. All right. And the red guy has taken quite a bit of damage at this point. He still looks like he's grappled and not happy about it. Um, but health-wise, he still looks fine. Okay, great. And then uh, seeing that she is unaffected by my lightning, I'm going to bonus action rage. Awesome. Uh, the the baby dragons take off from around your shoulders um, and start orbiting your head. My baby. Uh, they kind of like they splash in the sea a little <laughs> bit. Also, I don't know why we—they're not babies; they're miniature versions of adult dragons. <laughs> I guess we're calling them babies. But they're so. cute. Um, okay, uh, that is. Uh, oh, that's the blue bitch's turn. Um, she is blue bitch in my initiative order. By <laughs> Hell the way, yeah! As well. Um, okay, what can she do? She can eat my ass. That's what she can do. No. Many have dared. Few have succeeded. (laughs) Grizzled old fantasy guy sitting in front of a fire. So, you think you're the one who's finally man enough to eat the ass, eh? (laughs) Well, I won't lie to you. I don't like your odds. I've seen better than you try to eat that ass and well, let's just say they never came back up for air. I've lost friends in there. Good friends. Good men. Good soldiers. Listen, man, I see an ass. I'm going to try and eat it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're a fool. They delved into that cliff. Are we done? They fjorded that cannon. Why don't you go eat an ass that's more your speed? 
child. It, it, I've tried, man. <laughs> Excelsior, you know. <laughs> the only one who could ever eat that ass to completion is the one who bears the sacred mark, and you... Wait a moment. I flip my... Let me see your wrist. I flash him. <gasps> my God. I've waited so long. Man, they never thought to send somebody with tits. My sword and my tongue are yours to command. Oh, for real? Like right now? <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. Cap? <laughs> okay. I'm not, I, got, I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> I'm going to keep narrating. Okay. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> Side podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in that one. <laughs> um, the blue-skinned uh, spellcaster uh, holds out her hands, um, and the water around Finn begins to swirl very fast, like a whirlpool. And for a second, you think it's going to suck you down, um, but instead, this whirlwind, this water spout, um, begins to rise up from the surface of the water directly where Finn is. Uh, Finn, I need you to make a strength saving throw for me. Oh, yikes. Oh my god, she's giving him a reverse swirly. That's an 11. Okay. Um, Finn, you are restrained by this whirlwind. Um, Yeah, nothing else happens right now. You are just restrained by this whirlwind, uh, stuck firmly inside it um, as it is spinning in place. Okay, and that is her action. So she is just going to keep hovering up there. Um, Oh, that's Mela's turn. Hi, girly. Okay. Um, I think she's just going to shock and grasp the uh red guy hell yeah so that is oh okay well she did not roll very well um so she kind of like she reaches out and is trying to like grab the red guy's ankle um but as finn gets sucked into this tornado the red guy is also kind of like spinning around um, (laughs) by the tentacles and so mella just like cannot manage to actually get a grasp um, and she also takes, ooh, she takes six fire damage from Uh-oh. the boiling sea. Um, Man, I hate it when I got to keep four guys alive. Uh, that is uh, Nurkrab's turn. <laughs> Remind me, he can't help on saving throws? He can't help on saving throws. Damn. He can help on attack rolls or he can hinder someone and give them disadvantage. <laughs> also, Nurkrab is small enough that he can be like perched on someone's head to keep him out of the sea so he doesn't just die, but he does need to be like... <laughs> Perched on someone's head so he doesn't just die. <laughs> he would be dead already if not for the dispel magic. Yeah, so Reagan, you're sort of treading water at the surface, right? Yes, or just barely under it. Reagan can have one hand up in the air. <laughs> Do you need me to be above it? Because I was hiding. Uh, actually, it's also funny if you're just below it, because then you just Nurkrab will look like he's walking on water. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have Nurkrab go hang out with Reagan and get ready to give him advantage on his next attack. Awesome. Uh, and just sort of perch on top of his head. So Reagan's just under the surface <laughs> and it looks like Nurkrab is standing on the surface of the water. <laughs> cool. Very unsettling image. Messianically. <laughs> um, okay, red guy gets a turn here. Um, Hannah, are the red guy and the blue bitch in love? <laughs> um, make it draw your own conclusions. Um, they do look like they have a sort of like, you know, contrasting but matching aesthetics thing yeah. going on. And yeah. their baby, 
purple. Aw, paprika. Um, Is the red guy suffering any deleterious effects from also being spun around? Not really. Um, in fact, it, it looks like this is better for him. He's having too good of a time. I think he's going to hurl flame. Um, and then he's just going to hurl from being dizzy. That's not very thunderstorm god of him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, what happened to your theme? I don't necessarily need to follow the same theming as everyone else. I've got my own thing going on. What, so your boyfriend gets a free pass? What? Who are you taunting right now? I'm taunting the blue bitch. <laughs> um, he's going to hurl flame at you, Malachi. Me? Um, wow, he crit. Aww. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay. Um, that's okay. His double damage will be split in half anyway. Well, this isn't a spell. What? Um, it's just an attack. And I rolled well, nonetheless. Um, okay, you take 40 fire damage um, as this... this 40, you said? Actually, frankly, okay, hold on. This, this might count as spell damage. It does say ranged spell attack. So I have to assume that it counts as a spell. I'm gonna rule that it counts as a spell. Um, so you take 40 fire damage as this this fireball slams into your chest, um, but it is halved. You feel your aura kind of deflecting it around you and you take a total of 20. All right. Um, hey, let me roll concentration. I keep like barely making it, I think. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh no, I failed this time actually. Oh uh, man. Okay. As the flame kind of like washes around you, you feel your concentration on bless drop. Yeah, you guys lose your blessing. Uh, he has a second attack, which he's going to take against Reagan. Oh no. That is a 19 to hit. So Reagan, you take, and you're still within Malachi's aura, so this is halved as well, but is still 21 half to 10 fire damage. Okay. Um, that is... Uh, Malachi, that is your turn. Uh, you take two fire damage from being in the boiling sea. And Finn, while he is in the thing, the guy is still within five feet of the surface, right? Yes. All right, so in that case, I am going to uh, bonus action infuse my axe, though, with cold damage. Ooh. And I'm going to swing at that bitch, and I say... Yeah, we can do more than one thing at a time, too. Does 21 hit? Uh, yes. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Not awesome on the cold damage there. <laughs> so that's going to be 12 magic slashing damage, I guess. Okay. And one cold damage. Okay. Um, you hit him uh, with your axe. There is a little shimmer of ice crystals from it, and he goes, Ah, I hate cold, but not really mechanically, just emotionally, because D&D doesn't do a lot with vulnerabilities. Um. Yeah, it's really stupid, but I'm, I'm glad I made you uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, emotionally, I don't like this at all. Alright, good, I'll try it again. Cool. <laughs> um, I will... He maintains concentration through that. Dirty 20 hit? Yes. Concentrate on this! Oh my god, I rolled a 1 again on the cold damage. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a slightly chilly axe. Um, <laughs> like you stuck the blade. Just in came the out of the fridge. Damn. Uh, <laughs> he could like use a sweater, maybe. Like he's not dying without it, but it might be nice. <laughs> Damn. And I didn't roll well on the other damage too, so that's a 
eight slashing damage and one cold damage. Okay. Uh, maybe I should smite this guy. <laughs> he continues to maintain concentration. Alright, I'll smite him next time. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Finn, back to the top. That is your turn. Um, you take two fire damage from being in the boiling sea. Ah. Um, also, you are restrained by this whirlwind. Yeah, so what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, you're just you're just in a water spout, although you're still underwater, so it is like basically <laughs> like being in a whirlpool. Um, you can still like do things, but you are mechanically you are restrained, so you can't move from the spot you're in, um, and you have disadvantage on attacks. And how do I get out of that? Uh, you would need to make a strength check, or someone oh, else could geez. make a strength check to pull you out of it. Mm, okay. Or you could, you know, do something else. But the base way to get out of it is to do a strength oh. check. Um, Matt, well, now I'm frustrated because I sent Nurgle away because I assumed it would be a strength saving throw to get out. Mm. Mm. Okay, so first, what I want to do is, because I still have this guy wrapped up in my tentacles, I just want to, like, swing my arm down to, like, whip him into the water. Okay. Um, or can I, like, retract the tentacle to, like, pull him in close to me? I think so. I think you can't pull him into the whirlwind because the whirlwind occupies only a five-foot space, but you can pull him underwater. Okay, cool. So first I do that, and I shout at him, let's see if your lungs are too strong for the depths. <laughs> uh, and just sort of yank him down and pull the tentacle in a bit, so now he is underwater. Okay. So I do that, I yank him into the water, and then I'm going to try to swim out of this whirlpool with my incredible swimming ability. Okay. Uh, go ahead and, and make a strength check. Six. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you, you you start to try to swim out of it, um, but the water is just, like, whipping around you so fast um, that you cannot break free. Ah, and bonus action, my tentacle up in the sky is going to smack another one of those guys again. <laughs> awesome. 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Are you smacking the same one that you smacked before, or do you want to hit the hurt one that Reagan mm. lightning bolted? Uh, same one as before. Okay. That's another one damage. <laughs> You're chipping away at him. Uh, he's just up here. This is this is the one that tried to command you, and so this tentacle is just like lightly slapping him around. Uh, you need a lesson in manners. Cool, 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 cool. Um, that is the cultist's turns. Um, Finn, additionally, would you make a perception check for me? 11. Okay. You don't note anything. You're busy being whipped around by the water. Um, the guy who I have my tentacle around, who I pulled down and I, are now just eyes locked as we're both spinning around. <laughs> You're like the two guys sitting in a hot tub, but opposite sides of the whirlpool. It's like in a rom-com when they have that shot of the two people arm in arm twirling around in a meadow, except we're both <laughs> screaming and we hate each other. <laughs> okay. Um, the first one is going to try to hold person Malachi. Um, so Malachi, hey. give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Hey. Ah! 11. Ooh, that's fun. Cool, no, you fail. Um, you are, uh, you fall under the effect of the hold person spell and you are paralyzed. Malachi just sinks like a stone. <laughs> okay, so you are, Malachi, you are incapacitated and can't move or speak. 
Automatically fail strength and dex saving throws. Ah. Attack rolls against you have advantage, and any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Damn! How do I break free of this shit? You get to make another save at the end of your turn. Ah! Okay. So that's the first of the cultists. Hey, someone um, break concentration on this guy. Second of the cultists is going to try to sacred flame. <laughs> I'll do it with one damage. Sacred flame Reagan because you blasted him with lightning. So give me a dexterity saving throw kindly. Would this be a visible effect? It's a visible spell that he is casting? Yes. Great. Dirty 20. Okay, you are fine. You don't take any damage from that. Um, the third one is going to also sacred flame Reagan. So give me another dexterity saving throw. Uh, 17. Okay, yeah, you're still fine. Nice. Um, and then it's going to send the spiritual weapon lightning ball against Malachi with advantage, although this won't be a critical hit if it hits because the attacker is hovering in the air like 40 feet above you. Um, but it does hit. So you take... You take six, half to three lightning damage, or force damage, sorry. The lightning is only for flavor. Um, cool, that's the cultists. Um, Reagan, that is your turn. Um, you take three fire damage from the boiling sea and then are free to act as you would like. Grand. Red guy is like under the water right next to you. The cultists are still hovering and then the blue bitch is hovering even further above them. And where is Finn in relation to the red guy? Finn is in a tornado like 10 feet from the red guy because he pulled the red guy underwater a little bit. Okay, hmm. would it be wiser for me in this moment to try and break Finn out of the tornado or to try and put in some more damage to this guy whilst he is grappled? Whatever you do, you'll have advantage because of Nurgle. Hmm. I mean, I personally would prefer to be broken out of the whirlpool. I don't know if that's <laughs> the best move strategically. Well, and doesn't rage grant you advantage on strength stuff? Oh, yeah. Rage grants you advantage on strength checks, yeah. So you'll have double advantage on <laughs> pulling Finn out yeah. of the... Which doesn't actually do anything, but you're getting it from two sources. Yeah, so I am going to... Yeah, I am going to hit the man with my big hammer. Awesome. Hit him in the chest so he'll drown faster. <laughs> Knock the wind out. Okay. Uh... 24 to hit? Yeah, that certainly hits. Great. Six damage. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, crits on his concentration check. Fair enough. And he is not bloodied, but he is like just above bloodied. Yeah, all right, I'm good. And your little guys uh, swarm around him. I don't remember exactly what they do, but they're doing what they do. Um, making it so he can't <laughs> attack. They are hindering. Uh, so he has diss on anything that isn't against me. Okay. That is, oh, that is the blue bitch's turn. Um, Reagan, will you give me a perception check as well on your turn? I'd be honored. Uh, 15. Okay. Um, you are still, like, slightly underwater swinging at this guy with your hammer, and you catch sight like beyond where Finn is stuck in this, in this tornado, this whirlpool. Um, you see that there is a dark shape, a, a large dark shape, moving very fast through the water towards you guys. You can't make hmm. out anything about it yet, um, but something is about to arrive on the scene. Okay, I yell, I use the speak free action to yell, We are company! The uh, blue, the blue bitch, 
um, reaches her hand down and like makes a grabbing and pulling motion in the air. Um, and the entire vortex of air and water moves. Oh, um, Finn, you feel yourself yanked up out of the water what? and 30 feet into the air. So you are no longer in a whirlpool underwater. You are in a water spout suspended 30 feet in the air. Um, the red guy comes with you. <laughs> unless if We're inseparable like, to the end. If you'd like to release him, you can. Or you can keep hold of the coiling grasp and he gets pulled up with you. I'm going to keep him for now. Okay. (laughs) So there is now Finn in this water spout and then just outside the water spout, a red man in blue cultist robes who has tentacles wrapped around him. Yeah, getting spun around. Yep. And that's that's where you guys are. And that's her action. Um, Mela. I try to angle the tentacle so that this guy will be on a level with the other cultists and will collide <laughs> with them as he swings around in the circle. Um, Mela takes four fire damage from the boiling sea. And she's like, shit, Finn, as you get yanked up into the air. Um, and she's going to Eldritch Blast um, the, the red guy. So... Wow! She crit, everyone. Great news. Um, My hero. Cool. She does. Okay, six damage to the uh, red guy. Somebody doesn't have Agonizing Blast. Who continues to pass his save, yeah. Um, And she's going to go ahead and try and hit with her second beam. She does have two beams. Wow, and the second one is a 24 to hit. Wow. Girl boss, I know. Wow, and that's 10 more damage on that one. So now the red guy is bloodied. Nice. I reach out 30 feet down with my mage hand to high five her. (laughs) She accepts the high five. Goddamn, I'm rolling really well for you guys' allies and your enemies. He still maintains concentration. Jesus. This guy must be great at chess. That is uh, Nurkrab's turn, Andy. Can I... (laughs) Can I have Nurkrab leap into the spout and then like ride the funnel up and join me where I am? Sure, I'll allow it. Great, he's gonna do that. Okay. To give me advantage next time. Awesome, Nurkrab scuttles off of Reagan um, and just kind of like launches himself through the air into the water spout and gets sucked up next to Finn. Uh, that is the red guy's turn. <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I think he's just going to attack Finn with his sword. He has a sword? He is not within five feet of me. Oh, that's true. He's grappled. He can't move closer to you as well as not far, far away from you. Okay. Um, he's going to hurl flame again. Um, he's going to hurl flame one at Finn and one at Malachi. <sighs> Both with advantage because Malachi's paralyzed and Finn is restrained. And Finn is outside of my aura, isn't he? Because he's 30 feet up. And Finn is outside of your aura. Yeah. So against Finn, that's a 22 to hit. Yep. So you take 17 fire damage, not halved. And against Malachi, that is a uh, 23 to hit. So you take um, 23 fire damage, halved. Okay. Uh, Malachi, that's your turn. You cannot act because you are paralyzed Ugh. and you take three fire damage from the boiling sea Ugh. but at the end of your turn you get to make a wisdom saving throw we should be okay that is 23 
Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, the sheer amount of frustration at not being able to do anything uh, breaks you out of the whole person. Um, and you are able to move again. As Malachi breaks out of the uh, whole person, you just hear, Oh, shit! <laughs> From when he started to yell how stupid this was before he got paralyzed. Um, top of the round. Um, at the start of the round, Reagan, you are the only person who is still underwater at this point. Um, so you are the one who sees the shape that you had spotted um, get closer and closer. And you you have this moment of just complete bafflement because that can't actually be what you think you're looking at because what you're looking at is a ship coming at you from underwater. Um, a second later, just as you think of this, uh, that ship breaches the surface and all of you see this full sailing ship just like explode out from under the water, an air bubble that was protecting it kind of collapsing around it. Um, as you see the crew of the ship kind of like frantically grabbing, uh, grabbing ropes and going to man the ballistas. You also see a single figure kind of like sprint to the edge of the deck and like swan dive off into the ocean. Um, and just kind of like goes underwater, like a little ways away from you guys, too too far to see any details about this person, except that they run to the edge of the ship, jump off and go underwater. Interesting. And you see the captain of this submarine is kind of like yelling directions and kind of pointing up at Finn in the whirlpool um, or in the, in the water spout as the ship has arrived. Can we see what the captain looks like at all? Um, you can make perception checks. All right. Yeah. 12 perception. 19. Yeah, I only got a nine. Cool. This makes sense. Finn, despite being in the water spout, you're like the closest because it basically like the ship surfaced on like the opposite side from you guys. Um, Finn, you uh, in this moment as, as you're being spun around through this this wall of, of transparent water that has now wrapped you up, um, you manage to get this moment of stillness where you look down at the ship um, and you make eye contact with the captain who is a woman with short dark hair and an eye patch. Um, you've never seen her, at least that you remember in person, but you've seen her in several visions and dreams and one glance through Stella's, uh, Stella's looking glass, um, as you see this, this half-elven woman that has been haunting, haunting your visions for a while now, um, who is now yelling to the crew and pointing up at you. Mom? Your your voice is Nurcrab scuttles along your shoulders, the only one who's close enough to hear you say it. Um, and she sort of like, through the water, she holds your gaze for just a second before she goes back to yelling orders to the crib. Um, Finn, it's now your turn. Top of the round. Um, you're, you're the one who gets to go now. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, uh, no, 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 you see that? You see that? Um, well, I've got to get out of this spout. And this time I have advantage from my trusty crab. Yeah, you do. Itsy bitsy spider be like. <laughs> With advantage, that is a four. No. Oh, man. This, every time Finn gets grappled, it's always this. Um, 
Yeah, you are like trying to fight your way out of the water spout, but it is, it's difficult. You're not used to water, like not doing what you want it to do. And this is an outrage. The problem here is the air rather than the water. Like the air is being controlled, not the water. So you're not really, uh. I promise I'm more in control of water than this normally, <laughs> mom. <laughs> um, you still have a bonus action. All right, so I am going to teleport my tentacle. So it's now up by the blue bitch. Ooh. And it is going to smack her. Try break that concentration. Okay. Should have done this first. 18 to hit. Uh, yes, that does hit. Seven damage. Okay. I will make a concentration check for her. Mm, oh, no. Um, she gets a, a 14, which is a lot lower than what the red guy's been rolling, but it's still high enough to pass. Mm. Ah! <laughs> you are still stuck in the whirlpool. Um, and she does, she takes that damage. Um... The cultists are going to keep doing similar to what they've been doing. Um, I think the first one is going to go ahead and also cast a spiritual weapon. Um, so Malachi, I need a dexterity saving throw from you for Sacred Flame. <sighs> okay. 17. Uh, that passes. And then you are also getting a spiritual weapon swung at you. Wow. Guys, I crit again. What the hell? <laughs> you take, it's spell damage and a fairly low level spell. So you take nine, have to four damage. Wow. The second one I think is going to Sacred Flame Reagan. So Reagan, make a, a dexterity save for me. And he's also casting Shield of Faith on himself. <gasps> oh, that's a 13. Uh, that just barely passes. Grand. Um, and then the third one is also, I need another dexterity saving throw from you, Reagan. 22. Yep, you're fine. Um, and is also going to swing the spiritual weapon at you. Mm, 15 to hit? Nope. Cool. Uh, the ball of lightning tries to, like, go underwater and hit you, but can't, uh... Yeah! <laughs> Who's the storm father here, huh? That weird perception <laughs> thing where objects look different underwater happens. It's me. I'm Storm Daddy. Awesome. Fuck you. Uh, that's your turn, Reagan. You're still in the water, so you take two fire damage. Uh, so nobody is in... Uh, melee range with me. Correct. Could I do like an athletics check to break Finn out? Um, Finn is now up in the air, so you'd have to have some way to get to him. I can climb up a water spout. No. <laughs> I'm raging. But, yeah, but it's not like a physical thing that you can climb. You can do anything if you're angry enough. Do you have a way to fly? Yeah, my baby dragons can hoist me. No. <laughs> Can he spider walk up the spout? No. Um, okay, I do have rope. Mm. And so I would like to use my rope and like either lasso Finn himself or like use it to like lash into the water spout itself to yoink myself up and along. Okay. Um, here's what I'll say. You can make an athletics check for me. If you hit a DC 18, you successfully lasso Finn and you can get pulled up there. If you hit a DC 22, um, you successfully lasso Finn, get pulled up there and can still have your action to make a strength check to try to pull him out. And is Nurgle available to give me advantage, question mark? 
No. He well, Nurcrab is with me, but could he perhaps grab onto this end of the rope and tug on it, therefore giving Reagan advantage on his pulling? I think Reagan has advantage from rage because it is an athletic. I do have advantage already. Oh, but it was worth an ask to get more. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a two and a nine. Ah. Although the, the nine comes to a sixteen, mm. Mm. so you uh, you throw the rope up there. Nurcrab reaches down with his oh, no. little claws. He um, just misses the. It just misses. It's like a slow motion oh. shot um, where he's like reaching with his claws and he brushes it, but can't quite make contact. Um, can't believe you would do this to Nurgle. Yeah, he's the real victim. No, here. she would do it to Nurcrab though. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Come on, he doesn't even make you make weird noises. Yeah, Finn, you can't help but think that Nurcrab, that Nurgull is a little bit faster in gull form, and probably oh. if he was a gull, he could have gotten it. That's what I get for bringing a crab into the sky, the domain of gulls. Okay, do you have a bonus action, Nani? No, I'll just I'll just hang out here. Okay, cool. Uh, that is the ship's turn. You see uh, multiple weapons on the ship get pointed up at the blue lady in the sky, um, seemingly having seen Finn's tentacle try and hit her. Um, You see uh, two ballistas and a manganel get pointed up at her, and they're all going to make attacks. What's a manganel? A manganel? I think it's called a light novel. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's in here in my stat. It's like a trebuchet. Oh, yeah, it's a type of catapult. It sounds like a cold, refreshing treat. Um, the ballista hits. She takes 11 piercing damage. God, I love siege engines. Passes her concentration check. Um, the second ballista misses. Um, but the manganel hits. And this one is the one that does the most damage. A manganel sure does hit after a long, hard day working in the sun. Cool down with the refreshing Stop. tropical taste of manganel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, 37 damage. Wow. Very good. So, that's a, this is a DC 18 concentration check. Come on. Oh my god. Uh, fails, fails by one. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. DC 18 still only fails by one, but you see uh, as this this like massive cannonball kind of like slams right into her where she is in the sky, <laughs> kind of knocking the wind out of her, so to speak. Um, and wow. the uh, the tornado dissipates. Oh. Finn, you fall oh. 30 feet. Um, so you do- As take... I'm falling, I lock eyes with the red guy and I say, about time, right? <laughs> I feel like we've really got a rapport going now. I disagree about the rapport. Do you guys cling to each other as you fall? No, I'm still keeping him at a safe distance. <laughs> yeah, you keep him at a safe distance. Um, I'm I'm removing one of the dice of fall damage because you're hitting water. Um, so you just mm. take eight bludgeoning damage as you hit the water. Oh, come on. I shouldn't take damage falling into water. I'm an expert diver. Red guy takes seven. <laughs> Embarrassing. Really? He takes less than me? And maintains his concentration. No one even worry. Cool. And the ship, uh, everybody on the ship starts reloading, getting ready for a second volley. Thank you! That is the blue lady's turn. What Why is she, is she a do? lady now? That's what I want to know. 
Um, the Comics Code Authority is on our ass. Not again. <laughs> on our what? Oh, God! <laughs> um, she's actually going to hold an action. <gasps> she She's going to come down a little bit. So she, she swoops down to, like, 40 feet above the surface of the water, Man. about where the other cultists are, um, and holds an action. Um, that is... Mela's turn. Um, I think she's gonna try to shock and grasp the red guy again, now that he's down here. Um, she takes three fire damage from the sea and still misses with her shock and grasp. <laughs> she's, she's, she's got the Eldritch Blasts down, um, does not seem to be able to, to manage the melee spells. Good effort. Um, on the next initiative count, um, you see the figure that leapt from the ship into the water um, suddenly surfaces on a like small water spout. Um, you see a figure who looks, it, for a, there's a split second of panic, Finn, because this guy looks a lot like Kathoth. Huh? Um, but you realize <laughs> like as he's- I as killed he's you! For another <laughs> moment, um, that he's a a different shade of purplish blue. Um, and has like a longer face. It's just that he's got the same like tentacle face thing going on that Kathoth did. Um, but he raises up his hands and he waggles his tentacles. Oh, and he's gonna do he's gonna do voice of the kraken. Yeah. Um, so he like rises. He he spouts up in this uh, small water spout over the water and just speaks this booming command in the voice of the lurker, um, echoing, bouncing off the surface of the waves. Um, and just, like, you understand it, Finn, as just a command to go. Um, I'm gonna make a bunch of saving throws. Wow. Okay. Um, the red guy and one cultist succeed. Um, the blue bitch and the other two cultists all fail. Um, so you see all of them, uh, sort of the, the blue, blue lady goes a little bit pale as she is, uh, backing away from the, uh, from this newcomer. Now she's the periwinkle lady. Who's speaking this command over the water. Um, awesome. That is, uh, Nurkrab. <laughs> He fell when you did, Finn. He's still kind of perched on your shoulders. Yeah, he's going to stay there. Awesome. That is the red guy who is just, at this point, he is actually going to go ahead and use use his action to try and get out of the tentacles. After everything we've been through. I, I'm afraid, uh, I think our, our little dance here is coming to an end. You should be afraid. Nurkrab waves his claws menacingly. He gets exactly what he needs. Um, <laughs> a r r rolled an eight, which gets him exactly a 14. And he uh, manages to break free of the, the tentacle grasp and will then fly up away from Finn, kind of up toward where the blue lady is. Um, Malachi, that's your turn. All right. So there's nobody in melee range, right? No. All right. Come back here and drown like a man, <laughs> damn you. What's their array in the sky? Are they all spread out or are they all like like straight above us? Or The cultists are like in a line 40 feet up, um, a little bit spread out from each other, probably like 10 feet apart from each other. Mm. The red guy is up 60 feet. Um, the blue bitch is like 40 feet close to where the cultists are, basically. Okay, are any of them within five feet of each other, like, on a horizontal plane? 
even if they're like separated by height? Um, the blue bitch and one of the cultists are. All right. Well, so uh, Malachi uh, surfaces again from being paralyzed. Looks around real quick with his axe and is just like, fucking. All right, multitasking it is. And he's going to moonbeam them. Okay. Awesome. What kind of save do I need to make? Con. Okay. Wow. <sighs> they both fail. I rolled a two and a one. <laughs> All right. So let me roll for them. Wow. Okay. So they each take 16 radiant damage. Okay. Does that seem to affect her at all? Uh, radiant damage affects her, yeah. All right, so they take 16 radiant damage, and I assume neither of them are shape changers, but if they were, they'd revert. Uh, no. Well, no. <laughs> um, the, the blue bitch clearly has something going on. Like, you can tell that she's not quite a humanoid. Um, back to the top of the round, uh, Finn, that is you. How far away is red guy? Uh, 60 feet in the air. I'm going to shoot him down. Okay. <laughs> Finally, firing off an Eldritch Blast. 26 and 25 to hit. Uh, both hit. Uh, 30 damage. Oh. I rolled wow. max. <laughs> wow. Very good. On both. Okay, let me make two concentration checks. Um, passes the first one. <gasps> wow. Rolls a three on wow. the second one, which actually uh, is enough to fail. Ha-ha. So you finally, with that second Eldritch Blast, feel the sea go still around you. Hey, also, shouldn't he have taken a little fire damage because he started his turn in the water? Uh, he would if he wasn't immune to it. Mm. Oh, that fucker. Everyone's got a gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say. You have a bonus action. Um, he still looks like, he, lo he looks pretty hurt at this point. Well, let's see if my other tentacle can finish the job. Yeah, fuck gimmicks, <laughs> am I right? And my lurker tentacle is going to teleport to him and smack him. Okay. 15 to hit. That does not hit, unfortunately. All right, then my tentacle just waves threateningly. <laughs> okay. Cool. Or perhaps it's waving goodbye. Forever. Wow. Who can say? Um, that is the cultists who are just all going to kind of like lock in on Finn as the most hurt one and kind of uh -oh. focus fire. Uh -oh. Not with their spiritual weapons because those are over by Malachi and Reagan, so they're too far away. Um, but will, well, I guess, Finn, unless you want to use your movement to get in aura. Ooh, yes, actually, I do. I swim over okay. to my friends. Nice. Okay. You swim over to your friends. That means they can't attack you with spiritual weapons, but also you're an aura. Um, so I need three dexterity saving throws from you. Uh, let it also be known that the guy in Moonbeam has to make another con save. Ah, so true. Actually, let me do that first because it's the start of his turn, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, he fails. Go ahead and roll your damage. He I might not get a turn. certainly shall. <laughs> 17. Awesome. Hey, great news. Great news about the two single point damage this guy took from the tentacle. It matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so that guy's dead and does not do his thing. So, so he just falls out of the sky. Two dexterity saving throws from you. Yeah, he just falls out of the sky. Bloop. 22 and 23. Oh, yeah. Epic. You pass both of those. Um, the single remaining spiritual weapon will take a swing at you with disadvantage because this guy is frightened. Hmm. 
Um, wow. One of those was a crit, the other one was not. Um, so that, that misses. The little ball of lightning swings around at you, but does not hit you. Also, when I get over to my friends, I go, guys, that's my mom! Huh? I pointed the blue bitch. <laughs> no, 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 on the ship! Malachi whips around to the ship that he barely even noticed. Because I think he was paralyzed when it was firing, wasn't he? Uh-huh, and being down in the water, the angle is not good in terms of seeing people on the ship, but yay, you believe Finn. Um, that is Reagan's turn. Um, okay, I'm going to end my rage, and then... Can you just, sorry, give me one more quick rundown of the orientation of our foes? For sure. Um, at about 40 feet up, um, there is the blue bitch who is still trapped in a moonbeam. Um, and then there are two cultists, one of whom looks like bloodied and the other one who has not been hit at all. Um, and then 60 feet up kind of behind them is the red guy. Okay. Uh, so could I get blue bitch and the two cultists in a 10 foot sphere? Um, 10 foot radius? Yeah. You can get her and one of the cultists, either the more hurt one or the not at all hurt one. I'll get her and the not at all her at one. Okay. And I'm going to upcast Shatter at a fourth level. Um, so con saves, please. Okay. Okay. Um, they both pass. Okay. 18 halved to nine. Okay. Thunder damage. Okay. The blue lady only takes half of the half. Makes sense. But the cultist takes all of it. Um, anything else? Nah. Okay. Um, the ship is going to fire its three shots. Um, it is going to aim the ballistas up at the red guy. Miss with their first one. Hit with the second. Um, so he takes 14. And then they'll aim the mangonel at the blue lady. Ooh, natural two. Um, misses with that. She is, uh very kind of like quick on the air and is dodging around their strikes. Um, on her turn, however, um, you see her kind of like look around down at you guys um, and at Finn being like over by Malachi and Reagan now instead of isolated on his own. Um, and she looks at the ship that has arrived and the, uh, the Kraken priest that she's frightened of. Um, and you see her kind of like hold her hand up in the air um, and yell, retreat, retreat, this isn't worth it. Um, and- Yeah, I'd love a treat, thanks. <laughs> Let it be known that before she does that, she has to make a con save. Okay. She fails. 16 damage. Okay, so she takes 16 damage and then yells. So even more reason for her to yell retreat. Um, she will move out of the moonbeam um, and just fly. Um, she actually has a fly speed of 90 feet. Jesus. So you see she just like books it up and away, kind of diagonally looking like the goal is to get behind cloud cover. Um, that is Mela's turn. She's still mad. She's going to Eldritch Blast the red guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who is still within range. Sick of this bitch getting away. One hit. Um, so she does... Ooh, good job, girly. Eight damage to him. Um, the Kraken Priest... He sort of like, he looks back at the captain um, and you see her, uh, I guess you guys can't really see her because of the angle, but she 
must like give some indication um, because the uh, Kraken priest turns back, raises up his hand um, and makes a like pulling down motion and a bolt of lightning comes from the sky as he casts call lightning on the red guy um, who is hurt. And it kind of looks like the captain seems to have made the decision. Let's try and kill this one. He makes a deck save, which he succeeds, but still takes half. Takes half of 19, so takes nine lightning damage. Um, He is going to, the red guy continues to fly. um, Yeah, he's just going to continue to try to flee. Um, So he is going to take the dash action. So he is now 180 feet away. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything that hits within that range. Um, but, uh, Malachi, that is your turn now. There are still two cultists who are very much in range, although they look like they're preparing to follow and leave. Um, additionally, the blue lady is, although she also dashed, so she is, like, 220 feet up. Oh, I thought you said she went 90 feet away. She, yeah, uh, but I realized she, Mm. she has a fly speed of 90, Mm. so with a dash, because she didn't do anything else with her action. Gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate. So I guess... How far could Malachi throw me? <laughs> Not that far. <laughs> yeah, probably like 15 feet. <laughs> I, I would do it if it were more of a sure thing, Finn, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they... Uh, can I get both of them in one now, since they were going for their spiritual weapons, or no? In one moonbeam? Yeah. Sure. All right. Con saves. Okay. Yeah, they both fail. Hee-hee. <laughs> Right, only 11 damage this time to each of them. Okay. They're actually both still up. Damn. Um, but one of them looks very, very hurt. All right. I uh, don't think, given that I, everything is pretty much melee for me, I don't think I can do anything else. Reagan, that is your turn. Oh, jeez, that's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got nothing. Um... Oh, I'm so sorry. I skipped Finn. Finn, <laughs> go ahead and... Uh, you you can take your turn before Reagan. Wow, alright. <laughs> if you're that excited about it. I'll allow it. Uh okay, well they're still cultists in range. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna Eldritch Blast the cultists who are still nearby. Okay. Do you wanna go for the very hurt one or the uh also pretty hurt one? <laughs> Ideally, both of them. I would kill okay. the very hurt one with one and then hit the other one with the other. Okay. Go for it. Eighteen and twenty seven. <laughs> Those both hit. Yeah, go ahead and roll damage. That's a six and a nine. Okay, you kill the first one um, and then hit the second one for nine damage. Um, cool. It is then his turn. I think he's going to die to Moonbeam, but I will roll for it. Um, yeah, fails the con save. Malachi, you can roll, but it's... Yeah, ten damage. You would have to roll very, very bad. Yep, no, he's gone. Um, like so I you, said, Maelstrom Cult sucks. You managed to pick them off. They fall from the sky. Um, okay, now it is your turn, Reagan. But if you don't have anything, that's fine. There are two combatants that are incredibly far up in the sky. But now we have two fallen corpses in the sea? Yes. Three, actually. Three, actually. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to loot the bodies. Okay, yeah, you swim over, and you, I will say you can swim over and grab the bodies so they don't sink to the bottom of the yeah. ocean. and give them a little frisky um, frisk. And you start kind of rifling through pockets. You've only got six seconds here, but you start <laughs> rifling through pockets. Um, the ship is going to take its three attacks all at the red guy, and this is, right. we're going to see if these hit. 
First one hits the first ballista. He takes good damage. Me uh, takes 19 damage. Nice. He is very, very badly hurt. Um, second ballista. Come on. Second ballista also hits. Hell That's yeah. a 19. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I want to make sure I do this right. The they, He's technically in the ballista's long range, Ooh. so I'm going to count those both together as a roll with disadvantage, which mm. is what they're supposed to be. So the first one with disadvantage hits. Okay. Let me roll the second one with disadvantage. Still hits. Yeah! I didn't need to do Ooh, all that. Yeah. Um, so... Um, yeah, hits hits exactly, um, and that is wow. Uh, terrible damage, as in seven, but that's exactly how many hit wow. points he had left. Um, so uh, you see, as as the red one is flying away, you see these two ballista bolts, one after another, <laughs> stick in his back. Um, and he, interestingly enough, no body falls to the ocean. Instead, there is a puff of soot and smoke, and he dissipates. Bastard. And the, the ballista bolts just kind of fall and splash mm. in the ocean. Damn, I really wanted to loot his body. Well, that's not very satisfying. This means that they actually get a shot at Hell? the blue yeah. bitch with the mangonel with disadvantage because yeah. she's within its long range. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> that is a Aww. 10 to hit, which does not hit her. Seems like the only magic this bitch is good at is getting away. <laughs> and she, after that, on her turn, she does manage. You see her, like, injured and angry look down at the rest of you um, and then takes 90 feet of movement and a 90-foot dash and disappears behind the cloud cover. Mm. The uh, Kraken Priest sort of like shakes some of the water off of him and looks over to you guys and like locks eyes with Finn and uh, does a bow with his arms kind of spread out. Um, the ship glides a little bit closer to you guys. You can see now that this is a like dark mahogany ship um, with the words, the lantern fish carved on the side in silver lettering. Um, and you see a woman leans over the railing um, and looks down at you guys. Uh, Malachi and Reagan, I think you did see her in Stella's looking glass. Um, so you you recognize her from that. Um, Finn, you recognize her from the times you've seen her before then. And she just kind of quickly assesses all of you and then makes eye contact with Finn and lets out like a long sigh and is like okay why don't I throw a rope down so you guys can come up here and we can get on our way to your father huh sounds good to me and that's where we will end our session <laughs> for today um yeah nice. thanks for playing sorry man guys combat when you guys are high level that oh was a boy. crisp three-hour <laughs> recording. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that, which we certainly hope you did, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also find us at patreon.com slash ship of fools if you'd like to support the show, help us keep making content, um, and also get access to some of our fun bonus content, such as the mud bath where we sit around and discuss the various events of the show. 
As always, there are some people we need to thank. Thank you to Lucas Mangold for our beautiful theme music. You can find him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com for all of your music needs, nautical and otherwise. And thank you also to Theo Golden for our logo art. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. And you can find the next episode of our show on December 27th. We will be here with our special third annual holiday special where we do a one shot and mix things up a little bit in a way that you'll have to listen to find out what it is. And then we will be back with our next main campaign episode in the new year on January 10th, 2023. So we will see you then. And until then, we will see you on the open seas. Goodbye. forget how many spells i'm allowed to prep probably all of them is fine no worries (laughs) i don't mind (laughs) oh yeah 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 for sure i don't think anyone would have a problem with that